Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the suffering involved on our weight loss journey. Because when I look back on my weight loss journey, I can see just how much I started to step into walking in my divine nature and recognizing that God's intent was to make me like Christ and that implied suffering. And so, you know, I'm here to say that it's there even in weight loss. So this morning, as I was doing my Bible study, as as I do every morning, I come downstairs and I open up the Seekers Method and I find the TSM Daily post and I read the scripture and then I just hear God minister to my heart. And this morning he ministered to me and likely through me for you. So the two scriptures that he had me going through this morning were Psalm 91.14 and Jeremiah 29.11. Psalm 91.14 says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And I just loved reading that because as I was thinking about it, I couldn't help but to see that, you know, even on our weight loss journey, there are going to be, God has a plan for us, but that means that we also have to have a human plan for us, right? Like for our days in order to step into that future, in order to walk with hope, in order to be, you know, just being refined in order to be made stronger for God. That's how we rid our lives of sin so that God can be near us, so that we can practice trusting him versus our flesh. And so, you know, in God's economy, you know, in his world, in his word, he tells us these things that, you know, we're going to have hard, we're going to have hard times, but that he's going to protect us. He'll rescue us from those difficult times. He's going to help us to get away from disaster and have hope. But this does not mean that that we're going to be spared pain or suffering or hardship. And I guess, but it does mean that God will see us through to a glorious conclusion. So I have a question for you. And this This might be a two or three part podcast series, but I have a question. When do you ever even suffer for Christ? Right? Think about that. A lot of times we might suffer for our flesh. You know, we might suffer for weight loss. We might suffer for, you know, there's, you know, childbirth. (laughs) But when do you ever consciously suffer for Christ in the way that he suffered for you. You know what I mean? Because we have two choices here. I want you to just hang with me. We can either suffer for Jesus or suffer for our disobedience. Do you see that? Like you have a choice and I'm talking about things from the perspective of your weight loss journey. You know what you should do, but yet you sometimes still disobey what you should do, right? And therefore, you suffer. Or you can lean in, know what you should do, trust what you should do, and suffer proactively 
saying, you know, God, I'm, I'm doing this for you. I'm saying no, because my obedience and allegiance is to you. So I was thinking through this and realized, you know, there's three main causes really for our suffering. Let's think about this. We suffer for our own sin, you know, the things that we know we should do, but we don't do them. That causes suffering. And then we have situations that are avoidable that can cause us suffering. And then we have our third area, which is the unavoidable situation, which can cause us suffering. And it's because it's because of the unavoidable situations that God needs you to suffer through the others. Because when you suffer and you identify your own sin and you lean into obeying versus disobeying, when you recognize your own sin or when you recognize an avoidable situation and you plan and prep into it, that is making you stronger for when those unavoidable situations come up. That is why you need to be made stronger so that you can overcome sin in those unpredictable moments. Does that make sense to you? So we're going to unpack these three areas. The first one really that we're going to unpack is what does it look like in a seeker's journey, on a seeker's journey, when you are walking in an area and you have your own sin present. What does it look like? What do you do about it on the other side of this commercial break? Hey you, really quick, I want you to know that if you are struggling to lose weight and you're looking to go deeper with God, then I encourage you to watch for and consider enrolling in the Seekers Method the next time it opens. It opens three times a year for enrollment in January, April, and September. Soon I will have a new version of the Seekers Method, which is available to you to subscribe to um, year-round, and it will have an, a companion workbook available. For more information, I would encourage you to go to sherrycapola.com and fill in the stay in the loop section where you'll give me your email address and I'll let you know when this is available. This and much, much more is coming along um, as far as workshops, all of these other things that are coming along. And when you subscribe to sherrycapola.com, you will be first in the know. But the other way that you can follow me, just so you know, is also through Facebook, YouTube, or even my Instagram account. You can find me either Sherry Capilla or you can find me at Coach Capilla. And that's literally the at sign Coach Capilla. But I want you to know that when I roll out new content, my podcast listeners, for being a subscriber, you will receive special discounts that you can only get while because you're a podcast subscriber. All right, I've rambled enough. Now back to the show. Hey, you. All right, welcome back. All right, so before the break, I mentioned to you that there are three areas of our suffering. And the first one is we suffer in our own sin in certain situations. There's another one called, you know, I'm I'm calling it as, I mean, could I talk? Really, could I talk? <laughs> the first one is we suffer for our own sin in situations. The second one is we suffer when we are in an unavoidable situation and we're not ready for it. And the third area that we suffer in is an unavoidable area. And that's why God needs us to be made stronger because the unavoidable is going to be coming. It's going to come. It's going to be in your future. But I want to talk to you about suffering in your own sin. Okay. You bring on your own suffering simply. I mean, we do this every day. By choosing to do what we want to do or choosing to do what we don't want to do, 
you know, our feelings aren't invited to this, but in your own sin, you bring on your own suffering by trusting, maybe in a situation, what you are thinking and feeling and wanting over doing what you know you should do. It's like you're living for the moment, you know, in this moment, it's all that matters. If I'm hungry right now, I go to the vending machine. If I'm too tired right now, I won't meal prep tonight. If I'm enjoying this show too much, I'm not going to go to bed, thereby causing like delayed suffering, you know, because now we know if I'm not going to get up off my butt and go prep the food, Tomorrow when I come home from work, I'm not going to have any food and I'm going to drive to McDonald's and eat chicken nuggets. If I am coming home from work and I'm super stressed out and I run to the wine cabinet and I drink the alcohol to take away, you know, the discomfort of the stress and everything, then I'm running to alcohol and it's instead of God as the comforter and I'm just delaying my suffering because tomorrow I'm going to be hungover. If I stay up all night and I watch Netflix, tomorrow I'm not going to have any time to seek God. But you can see what I'm talking about here. It's like we perpetually get stuck in living in our flesh. We live for the moment. Do you agree? And and we suffer after that fact because sin always brings death and destruction and suffering. And you can see it when you look at your own patterns. But if you can see it and you know about it, how can you fix it, right? Because that's what I'm all about is giving you the tools to stop it. <laughs> The way that we fix it is really through our awareness of it and then repentance and confession and perpetually seeking God and acknowledging that there's going to be suffering. Things aren't going to always be easy. Things aren't always going to be comfortable. Stop worshiping comfort. Stop worshiping easy. Stop giving in every single time your body feels a little hunger pang when the hunger is only there through suggestion, because you know the Snicker bar is there. What needs to happen after you are aware of your sin is repent and confess and seek God. And then you must transfer your trust. And that's where the suffering happens, because you transfer your trust from what your your faith in your flesh and what the signs and signals of your body are to your faith in your God and what he's saying we must undo how we need to help you, how he needs to help you stop conforming to the patterns of this world so that you can be transformed through the renewing of your mind. You need to transfer your trust from your flesh to your spirit. Acceptance and receiving and stepping into God's grace. And that is where you pray and you obey. You know that God has a part. He's going to give you the supernatural grace to do what you can't do on your own. But you have to do your part. You have to be obedient. Otherwise, you expect suffering. It's just a biblical law. You pray and obey. And your choices cause you to suffer or to be blessed. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And we suffer for our disobedience. Or or we can suffer for God. I mean, think about this. You can proactively say, I'm going to obey and it's going to hurt. I'm going to suffer through not eating the foods, the wrong foods right now. I'm going to suffer through it and I'm going to seek God the entire three hours that I'm not going to give in. And you can proactively suffer or you can reactively suffer. And that reactive suffering is I'm going to eat this because I'm trusting in my flesh. 
and then suffer the consequences after. But I want to ask you this question. When you have that fork in the road, that split in the track, if you will, which of those things brings God glory? You giving in to the lust of your flesh on a whim or you suffering for Christ the way that Christ suffered for you? Which brings you glory? Which is making you stronger? You could just as easy walk in your divine nature as a born-again Christian and deny your flesh and suffer for Christ as you practice being made more like him, made in his image. Because in your suffering for Christ, let's think about this for a second. In your suffering for Christ versus suffering for your flesh, what happens is you draw him more near. That's powerful. There's nothing I will exchange for the nearness of God. Suffering as God refines you for his kingdom and for his glory is how you are made like Christ. That's how you let him take off your old sin nature and put on your new divine nature because that's God's goal. He wants you to be holy and set apart because when you pursue righteousness and holiness everywhere in life, even in weight loss, that means he, he can be near because God can't be near sin. So that's one area of how we suffer, you know, for God, how we suffer, you know, just in our own sin. But the next area, the next source of suffering, the next kind is a next source of suffering rather is the avoidable situation. Okay. This is where, you know, that you're going to the house of a food pusher, all right? <laughs> and you're secretly looking forward to the food pusher. <laughs> Anybody been there? Anybody looking forward to the lasagna? Because they want their excuses to be stronger than their reason. They want their flesh to be stronger than their spirit. I mean, we, I know for me, when I was living in and walking in my sin nature before I connected God's divine nature to my weight loss journey, I secretly looked forward to the food pushers. So the next source of our suffering is the avoidable situation. And this is when you know the temptations and dangers are ahead of you and you do nothing about it because you don't want to, you don't want to get uncomfortable right now and do the hard thing right now, right? Like you want, you want the comfort now and you're willing to sacrifice the suffering that's going to be ahead of you. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you'll, you do nothing about it now rather than suffer now with the planning and prepping that is required so that you can rest in ease now and delay your inevitable suffering later. It's like you need to see there's an exchange that needs to happen. You need to do the hard things now. You need to have the physical disciplines now if you want to have the physical blessings later. You need to be spiritually disciplined now if you also want to have the physical and the spiritual blessings later. You need to recognize that that's you doing your part. You have, an, you have a situation and it's avoidable. You can avoid the suffering, but you have to do hard things. It's almost like, it's almost like somehow we look forward to the temptation and we look forward to being weak because it's easier to just be tempted and giving in. It's easier to just show up and be weak than it is to put a, to put in the effort right now when we don't feel like it. This is where your old sin nature comes in and leads you to destruction 
This is where our sin nature has gotten us good at staying where the enemy wants us, which is stuck in mediocrity, living in our fat pants. This is where our sin nature keeps us stuck from ever stepping into the fullness of our faith. Stuck, stuck in really worshiping easy and comfortable. It's where our sin nature comes in and leads us. That's powerful to think about. And this is what got you stuck in your fat pants, living living in and trusting in your excuses and resting on a fat mat of excuses. God is going to heal you, but you must see that your fat mat that you sit on, you know, the mat where God's at, Jesus asked the man sitting on the mat by the well, do you want to get well? And he had to get off his, off his mat and walk. And for a lot of us, we're sitting on a fat mat of excuses, but we have to get off of it and walk. Because God is going to do his part. He's going to give you the grace. But you have to do your part. You have to see that you have a role. Suffering is going to happen on your weight loss journey. You're going to have to do hard things when it's not easy a lot of the time. Day after day after day after week after month after year. I'm not even kidding you. But here's the secret. You have everything you need inside of you to do it. You have God's grace, his supernatural grace. When you said, when you gave your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, you were equipped. You have God's grace to do everything you need to do, even on your weight loss journey. But you need to stop sitting on your mat of excuses. You need to get up and you need to walk. Your faith has already healed you. Your flesh is not going to want to do this though, right? And that's okay. You don't have to invite your, your feelings, how you feel in your body to the weight loss journey. That's only temporary. I mean, you're only going to feel like not wanting to do it in that moment until you stand up and you prayerfully ask God, give me the grace to do what I don't want to do right now. Help me to walk above my feelings and my spirit. He's going to give you what you need, but then you have to get up and get uncomfortable. Those feelings are only temporary as you put your flesh I want you to see yourself as putting your flesh in like a metaphorical rehab. <laughs> Put your flesh on hold while you work on yielding to the spirit so that you can let God heal your soul because that's, that's where it all happens. It's in your soul. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak and it's weak because your soul isn't taking control. Your soul is where your mind, will, and emotions live. This is how you stop suffering for your sins. Find out what your obstacles are in your weight loss journey. You already know what they are, what your weaknesses are. And then you pray, plan, and prep into them, each and every single one of them. You don't have to like any second of it. You do need to expect, however, suffering as you correct your body and you start to master your body as opposed to being mastered by your body. John 16.33 says that that's the scripture where Jesus tells us, he assures us of the difficulties that will be present in this life. So you need to do the hard things, trusting God and aim to glorify him in your suffering versus glorifying your cravings and your weaknesses. All right, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey youth, this is a quick moment of encouragement and this might really take you deeper with God, deeper with obedience and surrender 
and it comes straight from the pages of the book I'm reading right now called Following Christ, Losing Your Life for His Sake. And it's by none other than Charles Spurgeon. It's a really quick little thing I want to share with you. He opens up the book by saying, you cannot have Christ if you will not serve him. If you take Christ, you must take him in all his qualities. You must not simply take him as a friend, but you must also take him as your master. If you are to become his disciple, you must also become his servant. He goes on to say that we are not saved by serving him, but we are saved to serve him. In fact, from the moment we are saved, we ought to live in the service of the Lord. This is the last thing I want to share about this. If we refuse to be his servants, we are not saved, for we evidently still remain the servants of self and the servants of Satan. Hey you, welcome back. All right, this is the final part of this particular episode, but I want to talk to you about the third and final part, which is the third kind of suffering that I see, and that's in the unavoidable situation. So, so far, what we've really kind of unpacked here is what I see a lot in my clients is the reason they suffer in the ways, trust me, girl, that I'm suffering in other areas, but we suffer for our own sins. When we know what we should do and we don't do it, that's where we're sinning. And then, so we suffer in our own sin so many of us. The next is the avoidable situation. That's another situation. First, we were in an, in a, n. how do I say this? N avoidable situation where you know temptation and difficulty and hard things are ahead of you. And yet you still take the path of least resistance. That's a second area where I see women suffering a lot. The third kind of suffering Third situation where suffering exists on our weight loss journey is the unavoidable situation. And the first two situations of suffering are preparing you to be equipped to be strong for this third one, which is the unavoidable. Now, if you're a client of mine, if you're in the thinner circle, you probably know this. Even if you're in the Seekers Method, you know this. Um, because this unavoidable situation is is where my life has been lived out loud. This is where I see the unavoidable situations is where I see God working and where I see Satan working the most. God might be testing you and the enemy might be tempting you. And this is where my testimony, this is what I've shared a lot, either in the thinner circle or in, in the seekers method. And I've even done live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube about this, but God tested me once. It was an unavoidable situation in a test. Okay. I prayed. I was a new seeker. I was doing all the things. And my husband and I went out for my, our anniversary dinner and I prayed the whole time and I was just so proud of myself as I sat down and ate my compliant meal until the waiter came up to me and said, do you want some creme brulee? Basically, he's like, here's the, here's the menu. And on the menu, the dessert menu was my favorite dessert of the entire world of, of my entire life, creme brulee. And I looked at that menu and it was a test. Am I going to seek God? Or am I going to give in to my flesh? And you know what I did? I ordered the creme brulee. And God was like, no, you don't. I didn't even seek him. I sought him to eat the green beans and the chicken, you know, and everything. But then when it came to my weakness, I gave in to it. 
And God showed me how he would be there. And I just needed to go to him. And that waiter came back to the table and said, I'm sorry, we're all out. We just sold the last little ramekin of creme brulee. And I looked at my husband and I said, that was all God. But I also have been in situations where I've had an unavoidable situation where suffering could have been, but I chose to seek God. And that was with being tested. The enemy tested me because I really see that when we have an unavoidable situations that we're being made stronger in, God will test us. The enemy will tempt us. So here's the situation. I had just flown to Virginia to go and meet for the first time with my life coach. And I was fasting during this trip. And I loved being fasted while I was traveling because I could seek God. I could pray. I could hear God. I had uninterrupted time with no kids on an airplane (laughs) to make notes and to journal and to read my Bible and do all the things that I do at this point in my life. And I was so excited. And then we went to, you know, we were invited to breakfast at my coach's house, overlooking this beautiful lake, overlooking her in-ground pool. Breakfast was catered. There we were. And I thought, oh my goodness, I want to fast. Not only do I want to fast, but now I'm going to be in a circumstance where I've got to eat, but also there was nothing I could eat. Like all of the food was nothing I could eat. Like I I couldn't eat pancakes anymore. I was well into my seeker's journey. I was to the point where I was really strong in my fasting and prayer life that I wasn't willing to sacrifice God's voice simply by a food choice. So I looked at the pancakes. I looked at the the waffles and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do here. God, show me what to do. Because his word tells us that when you're tempted, there isn't anything he won't help you do. He won't help you overcome. There isn't any temptation so great that he won't help you. And he said, Put all the food on your plate, go back to your chair, cut it up, move it around, engage in conversation, drink your water and your black coffee. Nobody will even notice. And that's exactly what I did. So I want you to know the third kind of suffering situationally that I see is the unavoidable situation. This is where God either tests you and makes you stronger or the enemy tempts you and makes you weaker. And because the enemy there likes to attack you and defeat you and keep you trapped. So I would encourage you to employ, even on your weight loss journey, spiritual warfare. And to steady your trust in God and what he's doing so that you will be strong enough to defeat the enemy. So when you see that in your divine nature through God's spirit, you can do all things. You can even proactively suffer. You will see how your suffering is how God is preparing you and equipping you for the unavoidable tests and temptations that are in your future. God needs you to be made stronger. It's only hard at the beginning because this is an area. This is an area where of, you know, food, we're talking about the area of food. It's only hard to proactively seek out suffering because this is an area where you have control and you have power and you have free will. Am I right? Like you can suffer at work. You can suffer in motherhood. You can suffer in childbirth. You can suffer financially, but a lot of times you don't have a choice, but in your food, it's not easy to choose to proactively and willingly subject yourself to suffering because you usually have a choice in our blessed nation to choose food. Am I right? So God is using this area 
to have you subject yourself, to willingly subject yourself to suffer for his kingdom so that he can make you stronger. It's like you're in the wilderness being made stronger on your way to your promised land. The wilderness is how he refines and strengthens you. He needs you to remove what is meant for your harm and prepare you for the arrival of your promised land so that you'll be strong enough when you lose the weight to stay there, to bring him glory, to use your testimony to bring people to his kingdom. So this is going to be hard. I want to, I want to assure you that when you proactively seek out suffering, it's going to be hard. Refinement implies suffering. Suffering for and with Christ is going to be difficult. But when you do it on your own, that is where you are the weakest and you are positioned for defeat. The word assures us that there will be suffering and hardship, but God will see us through it. It requires, however, that you do hard things, sometimes every hour, sometimes every day, and that you identify your own sin. You identify your obstacles and your weaknesses and that you repent and you pray and you plan and you prep in accordance to your trust in God. You will need to constantly be on alert because your enemy, you know this from scripture, your enemy is looking to attack you, to attack you most. He attacks us most really when we're hungry, when we're angry and emotional, when we're lonely or when we're tired or ill prepared in these unavoidable situations. So be constantly ready to recognize when you are being baited. Always submit yourself humbly before God. And submit means yield to his guidance. Always submit yourself humbly before God and the enemy will have no choice but to flee. And if you submit yourself, if you yield to God, that means that you will be walking in and possibly proactively suffering. You'll be walking in obedience, yielding to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes that means saying no to the food that your flesh wants. So arm yourself in the spiritual. God is refining you. He's making you look like his son. Expect suffering in your soul and in your flesh as God refines you from the inside out. Be aware of your obstacles. Pray and plan into the avoidable obstacles with preparation. Doing this will prepare you for the unanticipated obstacles where temptation and tempting, temptation and testing actually take place. So expect suffering even in weight loss. Suffer now for Christ in obedience as he refines you. Or you can suffer later for disobedience as your sin defines you. <laughs>